Welcome to This Is Not A Meeting. We are a community and we talk about sobriety, recovery, overcoming challenges every single day. Uh, we do not claim to be experts. We are just walking this journey with you, trying to become our best selves. And uh, welcome to the table, around the table here with you and I are Big Joe, Jimbo, and I am Scottage. Um, Guys, we've actually spent quite a bit of time here before the podcast just kind of uh, chit-chatting, as they say. and uh, A little bit of time. Yeah, a good bit of time. 45 minutes, maybe? Only about that. <laughs> and uh, there's some things that are probably in the outtake that we yeah. are probably not going to include. A lot because of listeners are probably saying, why don't you guys record that? You don't want to hear what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's, not, uh, it's not always pretty. Um, but what we are able to do is uh, find out in our life that Jimbo just bought golf clubs. I did. And that uh, Big Joe, is he's still on his Red Bull kick. He has one right here with us now. It's gone. I'm kind of bummed about it. Because <laughs> I don't have another one. I saw, I saw a Red Bull, uh, one of those Red Bull fridges yeah. on, on that Facebook uh, like a Mars market, Marketplace site. Yeah, they wanted two twenty five. I'm like, yeah, it's I too much. I don't like Joey that much. Yeah, I was like, I, I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, at the right price, it'd be kind of cool, but uh, two twenty five. That's much. that's a little high. Yeah. Now there may be somebody in another part of the country or in the world even. Hold on one second. So I'm diabetic. And uh, <laughs> one of my little medical device thingies was going off there. Sound like a pager um, from the early yeah. 80s. I thought he was slinging some drugs out of that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so that, that sometimes those beeps happen at inappropriate times or, or inconvenient times at least. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's, that's, that may go off later. I'll try and keep it under control. Um, so... Yeah, so two twenty five was way too much for that for that little fridge thing. Definitely, that's something you know? that would probably be in a bar or something. Like on top yeah. of a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was pretty cool. But um, someone in the, another part of the country might be going, "What? That's cheap," you know. <laughs> but you know, around here, uh, it's just that was a little bit too much. Um, so let's see, what else do we have got going on? I went and saw the Power Rangers. It was awesome. Oh, nice. It tied into my childhood because I watched it growing up, and uh, they did an awesome job. Awesome job. Jim, you didn't watch that growing up. (laughs) Come back to me, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not watch that growing up. I couldn't tell you one thing about that show. Power Rangers, really? I never watched it, but I could tell you one thing. They were all different color. Yes, and they always jumped around. And they, they wave their arms and legs a lot. See, it seems like you know a lot more. That's all that I really knew about it. Well, he's a little too old. I am. It's it's a, just a hair under under a my hair. age, You I just think. missed like it. Two decades you missed that by. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> probably I mean, closer to three. He's not that old much older me. than you. Huh? No, I was 10 when it came out. Oh, I'm ancient. I am, <laughs> I am the wise, the wise gray-haired one. That's very true. Which, by the way, we did put up... Um, to, on the website, we put up pictures of the three of us and also on our Facebook cover page. So if you have any curiosity of the faces that go with it, we will not tell you which ones we are necessarily, but you can <laughs> assign your pictures of who you think sounds like different people. Maybe we even run a little contest on that and be like, okay, you know, Who's try and match the three voices to the to the face. To the face. I'll be voice number one, Jojo will be voice number two, and Jimbo's no voice number three. And mom and dad, you can't play. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little disclaimer. Friends and family are not involved in the contest. Right. Well, uh, speaking of friends and family, you know what today is. I do know what today is. I texted him earlier today. It is Tim's 60th birthday. Oh, my goodness. Tim. We love you, Timmy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tim. <laughs> is he really 60? 60. Huh. Okay. He still races motorcycles at the age of 60. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Yep. That is. It's very cool. Um, something not everybody is capable of doing even, so good for him. Um, okay, so we got this uh, email from Kathleen, who's one of our faithful listeners, and uh, and it included 
this link that I forwarded to you guys. I don't know if you were able to take a ch- take a look at it or not, but I thought it was it would be worth talking about. Um, it talks about ten ways to increase your dopamine levels and boost your productivity. Right. So, just in the sense of doing our best to be our best every day, this is actually one of those one of those types of areas where where you're trying to pursue your best self. Now, how how do you possibly do that if you're not looking to try to be in your in in good moods, not trying to increase your happiness on some levels, not trying to do that type of stuff. You've got to do those things in order to really pursue and stay focused on your goals, stay focused on on the uh on the things that you're trying to accomplish. Um AKA goals. I just kind of repeated myself there, <laughs> but but how do you do it if you're not trying to to stay at those levels of happiness? I mean, there, there's somebody uh, I forget her name, but she wrote a book called The Happiness Project. She spent an entire year studying happiness and how do you find happiness? And she went everywhere through all of the different research. You know, some things said make yourself a routine because the more of a routine you can build, the more happiness you can you can discover in your life and. And there's a whole body different whole lot of different reasons for why that why she came up with that reason for for that being a part of it. And there's other reasons in there too. I mean, that was just one of them. But but it's this idea of pursuing happiness. It's it's not um it's not foreign to our current current culture and, and one of the major topics, the buzzwords of going after is like, where do you find happiness? How do you find that? And so first of all, what are your guys' thoughts on on the whole idea of pursuing happiness? I mean, other than it's given a, as a right in our in our constitution, it's it's at least mentioned. And it was a movie by Will Smith. I was going to say the first thing that came to my head was Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago. It was 10 years ago that thing came out. I got to meet Will Smith when I was working in the movies. He's a great dude. That's a side note. Beck, it was a very brief encounter, but the dude is super nice. Actually, I was in a scene with Will Smith. That was the day I was an extra. Oh, get out. What movie were you in? It was that concussion movie that came out. Called... You were in Concussion? Oh, the As one that extra. Scott went to see without I me. saw Concussion. <laughs> I saw... <laughs> For those of you who that are one. only listening, I just shot Joey a look that rolled my eyes. <laughs> And there's a there's a very long story for that, but um, but but anyway, but he so calls me before what, he goes to every movie at this point. Oh, I'll call him. I know I know he won't want to see a movie. I'll call him and say, "Hey, I'm going to see this movie." <laughs> but what's what scene? You know what scene you were in? I don't think it ended up making the film. That was the weird part. It was when he oh, first met Mike Webster. So he was with his wife at the bar. And Webster happened to be in the back of the bar. They were watching a game, and it was post-Mike Webster's retirement, but it was right before they had finally met each other in patient-doctor relationship. They happened to be at the same location at the same time. From what I've been told, anyways, because I have yet to see the movie, I don't think it made the final cut. I don't think it did, because in the movie, I don't think he ever meets Mike Webster. The first time he sees Mike Webster is is after he's gone. And he just does the autopsy with Sarah Weck. Yeah. Well, not with Sarah Wick, but he just he does do the autopsy. Okay. Yeah, and again, I haven't seen the movie. But I know we, and I don't even think they met per se in that scene. But there was a couple of times where they exchanged looks, where like they kind of knew who each other were. Gotcha. So I don't know if that's how the movie played out. Not seeing it, but long story short, the pursuit of happiness. It's one of those things where, and we talk about it a lot on the show, but it's a hard thing to achieve every single day, and. That's why I kind of enjoyed this email that she sent out that you're talking about at the beginning. And I'm all about these lists. As you know, there's been several episodes where we go through lists. And the funny part about this email, the very first thing, it almost turned me off on the article because it says, don't get addicted. <laughs> right. <laughs> Step <laughs> number one, don't get addicted. And I'm sitting there looking at number one like, oh, my God, everything I do, I get addicted. <laughs> 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 But then it made sense when it explained that why getting addicted to something can obviously rob you of your happiness. Right. So it's like, oh my God, maybe if I would have seen this email, I don't know how many years ago it would have made a difference. But well, and even for the people who who are unfamiliar with dopamine is because I mean you hear the word but you don't always truly get the concept. Um, dopamine is described as as a chemical that in your brain that helps control your brain's reward and pleasure centers. So 
uh, it helps us to see rewards, but then it also helps us to take actions toward them. So that's huge in, in uh, a lot of the things that we talk about, where we talk about rewards and we talk about pursuing, pursuing the things that are going to grant you rewards. Dopamine is a, is a chemical in your brain that, that your body produces to try and help you to achieve that stuff. And it, it only gets re- released when you do certain things as far as laugh or exercise or, correct? I'm asking. That was one of the strangest ways to ask a question. <laughs> I put the question mark. Hey, here's a statement, and I'm going to end it with another statement. I'm asking. That's Maybe, a- <laughs> I don't know how to process that. Oh. You know, I get that honestly. From That sounds like something my mom would say. Yeah. That, that was definitely a parent statement. Yeah. Go get the, the can off the garbage lid. I'm asking. <laughs> so what was your question <laughs> just- well the dopamine in your brain gets released whenever you're exercising or there's certain being things- productive basically right. yeah there are different reasons for why dopamine will come into your com- be released into your system yeah um and to- well i mean that's what drugs do to you like when you take a drug it releases all that at once and that's what the feel good comes from correct yeah. So what, what the... Which is very, very bad. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying go do drugs, but... <laughs> Which is why getting addicted is, is a bad thing to do if you really want to increase your own body's dopamine levels. Right. Because what happens is is the, the that, what it calls the reward circuitry. But, you know, I mean, just that, that part of you that says, okay, reward has been accomplished. That kicks into this like major hyperdrive whenever you're constantly giving yourself that reward system, which is where the addiction comes from, right? And so whenever you get that quick hit off of anything that you can do, then you've lost, your, your body kind of loses that ability to reward itself naturally because it's a, it's a longer process to reward itself naturally. Because rewards don't come that fast in, in the real world. In, in living your daily life, rewards don't come just every time you hit a button. Right. But your body's natural circuitry starts to kind of go, okay, nope, that, that was hit. Wow, look how fast that hit. That was awesome. Okay, well, I can do that again. And then I can do that again. And I've got control over this. And I can control how often these rewards get hit to where... You you lose your body. Your body just loses the ability to do it on its own. And that's dating right back to the alcoholic where Joe and I were, where all of a sudden the alcohol doesn't work anymore. You can drink for hours, and you're trying to get that quick hit, and it's just like, how oh, many beers do I have to drink? This is ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like the quick hit's gone. And it, you'll hear it a lot. I know this is not a meeting, but in the meetings, you hear all the time, like, the booze stopped working. And that's how a lot of people end up at the meetings or looking for something else. A lot of times, unfortunately they go from alcohol to something a lot harder or Mm. a totally different vice or a different addiction because that quick hit, what they're used to no longer works. Right. And transfer, transfer that into anything that we've talked about as far as addictions go, you know, I mean, whatever that addiction is, because it, it may be, um, that, that initial, like, uh, you know, what do you call like first love feeling? You know, I'm sure there's a, there's a better word for it, but I mean, some people they move from relationship to relationship because they they, they dr- are driven by that initial feeling of of puppy love. And there's that, but then there's also, and I can see both sides of that coin because, like, how about hobbies? How do people still enjoy hobbies years over year? Like we just said, Tim enjoys racing motorcycles into his 60s. He's been doing it since he's a teenager, right? So that love is always there. So like. He's not getting a quick hit by getting on that motorcycle. Like he enjoys that thoroughly. So where's the? I don't know how to wrap my head around. Well, it. I, I guess That's you'd a have question. to. <laughs> 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 is that how we do that now? I don't I know. Think, <laughs> I think it is. I think. Anything can be a question as long as you end it with, that's a question. I was not ready for that. <laughs> I didn't know how we were going. I, I think you would have to talk with, talk with Tim or whoever the individual is and say, okay, where does this, where is this hit for you? 
Because for him, if the hit is the racing itself, there's a lot of hours that go into getting to that race. Right, the build up. The, that's the, that's not a quick hit. That's not so a quick hit deal. You've got a prepping and all that. Yeah, yeah, you've got to prep. You've got to get the engine tuned. You've got to. You've got to tires, tire, suspension. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's you've got to maintain it. And you've got to keep going after it. And then you've got to put it onto the trailer. You got to get it over to the track. And well, or minivan. Tim likes to buy minivans, takes the seats out, and loads them in the back of those. Uh, <laughs> he just bought a new one this week. <laughs> I have a very close friend that that took a hauled out van and put his Harley in the back of it so that he could. Take it with them on the road. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so that's staying away from those addictions. That's one of the ways that, that you can just keep that keep those levels. I mean, if you're already into an addiction, addictive situation, getting rid of the addiction is going to help you to find that natural happiness balance. That's, that's something that's going to, your body's going to be able to create that for you, but it's going to take time. Because you're going to have to kind of retrain your body of what that is. We talked, uh, we've talked before about you've got to know where your happiness is in order to even try to get there. And if your happiness is being found in, in the activity that you're substituting for legitimate happiness, then you don't know what that is just yet. So it's going to take some time to find that. Uh, the next thing on the list here is to checklist small tasks. I was going to say that earlier. Uh, you well, have your ultimate go goal in mind, right? So you have the goal that's going to take you five or six years or a year, whatever. But you got to have a checklist on the way up it so you can release those. Like, okay, I accomplished step one, step two, all the way up until you get the – because if you wait until all – if you're letting it ride all the way up to that one year or five years, then it's going to feel like it's taking an eternity to get there. Right? That is a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and But, I mean, if you're you're looking at that bigger picture, this this is actually talking about that smaller picture. Every day, give yourself two or three things on a checklist. Like brush your teeth. Brush your teeth, as Jimbo had on his. <laughs> but if you give yourself those little checklists, there's something about the chemistry in our brain that kicks in that finds accomplishment in checking off those little things. And when you can put pen to paper and you check it off and you see that it's checked off, then you see that it was done. You've, you get that feeling of accomplishment, That's a great and boom, feeling, yeah. you've, got that, you've got that little bit of a well, chemical push. Everybody gets their routines in the morning, right? I mean, I wake up, normally go to the bathroom, and then I start coffee, go up and wake Bryce up, and then I drink coffee while he's eating breakfast, and then we both have our list that goes into feeding the dog and taking the dog out and brushing our teeth, and we got it. And that's a, that's a great place to start if you haven't. If, if you yeah. don't have some other things that you're going after, right? I mean, but, you got to have a routine. Maybe for you, it's okay. I want to get five. I want to get five toes in today. You know, well, or, I thought you were going to say five cups of coffee before I leave the house. No, no. <laughs> that that'd be more like two cups of coffee before I drink my three Red Bulls. <laughs> but if you if you do those checklists, then there's there's a happiness factor that kicks in in your body that your brain says okay everybody likes to accomplish things and that's why like those small tasks that they're talking about anything small like it's a that sense of accomplishment no matter how small still internally feels pretty good and that's what this the dopamine in the brain does get released even with the smallest of tasks right and that's where like okay i've now made the coffee onto whatever the next thing on that it doesn't have to be a handwritten list or anything like that, but you know by getting onto that next thing, it feels pretty good. Well, and it's a sense of productivity. Exactly. And and what they're what whoever I say, um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, this article actually comes from the from the website Power of Positivity, and and we'll we'll put a link to it. But it actually says that there is something in in the it's more satisfying to the brain's dopamine levels when we physically check something off our to-do list. So there is something about checking it off, making a physical activity to check something off and to see it and to act. I know a lot of people that do write lists. I'm not 
And maybe, yeah, maybe you're not a list maker, yeah, like but I, I know I am a list maker. And if I can scratch things off that list, then I go, yeah, today was a good day. Feeling good. Yeah. And I also know when I'm able to say, okay, I feel like today can be over now because I've checked off my list. You know, and I don't make it so simple as brush my teeth, feed the dog. Okay, I'm good. You know, today's <laughs> over. But, but I've got certain things that I say I want to get accomplished. And if anything else comes, then that's fine. And I have to try to prioritize to say, is it, imp- is it important enough to have to change my, change my thing? Or is, do, can that push till tomorrow? But if I can get those things listed off, then I know, okay, today was a good day. I can, I can say today's over. And I, can, and I can move on. I don't have to go to bed feeling like, why didn't I get everything off? And, and if I were to do that differently and continue to add things to that list to where that list started out as four, but then by the time that it would hit six o'clock, that list had another 10 things on it. And now I'm sitting there going, I didn't get, I didn't get it all done today. I don't know. I go to bed feeling like I wasn't able to get my day finished and finalized and then rest and, and rest well because I did good today. Does it make sense? Makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, it, you know, I know you're not a list maker, Jimbo, but I mean, that's... No, I mentally I do, and that's yeah. what it can kind of get me in trouble where I wish I could get in the habit of starting putting pen to paper because, what? but like mentally, you keep that list going on your head mentally, and all of a sudden, it turns into a jumbled mess pretty quickly. <laughs> it would be nice <laughs> right. to see it down on paper to be like, okay, I'm done with that. Well, and that, that's why I started making the list, because I found I was forgetting things. Exactly. And I'm, going, I'm getting way too old to think I can rely on my memory all the time. And so I started writing things down. And, and you, it's, you are hard-pressed to find me without my notebook. You know, if, if it's not on my person, it's in my, it's in my truck and my backpack. But it is, it is with me 90% of the time, if not more. And that's just so that I can take it out and write something down if I need to. Um, I made lists before on my phone of stuff that I always forget to do. Like if I know, yeah. if, if I know, like my Hilton Honors card. Okay, I had all these points built up, but I couldn't access them. And I forget what I had to do. I had to get a new card, or I didn't have the right number or something. But who wants to sit on hold for a half hour? But I only remembered it whenever we went somewhere, you know, which was what once or twice a year. Right. So I'd make these. <laughs> <laughs> so I would never get it accomplished. But whenever I'd think about it, is I've made this list of stuff that I always forget to do. And uh, that's really the only list I've ever made. Yeah. The rest are in my head. Well, that's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, separating point, though, is digital versus physical. And I'm, I am in the age where I have one foot in the digital world. I've got one foot still in the dinosaur age of using pen and paper. But for me, a digital list is very limited use for me. Like, to me, that's, a, that's the grocery list. You know, or I'm just like, I have different ideas. Okay, I need to scratch that down. That becomes now a a thing on my list for to to get at the grocery store. And I go to that list only when I'm at the grocery store. But if I tried to do a daily list with with my with a digital format, it doesn't work for me. I need to be able to see it and I need to be able to glance at it. And I need to be able to do that without going through a couple steps for it to pop up on a screen. It just doesn't work for me. So I have tried it, but the digital lists just don't work. I've got to, I've got to carry around that paper and pen. Well, that's where I keep a list of people that owe me money. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, whatever works for it. Some I people, love, some I people, love the checking, digital list. I lists love work. checking that list off. Right. <laughs> I started a grocery list where I'll go shopping, and it turns into just like a general list of everything I need. It doesn't even fall within the supermarket. So I'll have everything on there from needing a new scrub brush for the sink to like shoes, like it does <laughs> stuff that doesn't even make sense. Then I've got my full grocery list and I'll go shopping two or three times as that list sits on the kitchen table. <laughs> so then when I get home, it's just like, oh, you forgot this, this, But you and know this. damn well you'll have your phone with you. Oh yeah. So I should <laughs> right. start keeping it on my phone. Long story short, like my grocery list never actually gets accomplished because it all just sits right on the table. Right. But yeah, a list is definitely needed. I mean, I, I don't use it all the time, but I kind of wish I'd be in the habit of using it. Definitely. Like you said, that sense of feeling, scratching it off. So the next thing on the list here says create something. 
and uh, and this may work for some people when you're in a creative mode or you're or you tend to be more of a creative person. Um, it it says when you become hyper focused, you can enter what's called a state of flow, and dopamine is the is the brain chemical that allows you to get there. So like whenever we say I was in the I was in the zone or I was in the flow, that's that's actually your dopamine kicking in, that's getting you to that place. So it's saying, you know, take up a hobby or an activity where you actually create something tangible. And again, it comes back to with your hands, with, with, your, with having something to look at. And that's where I'm in a, I'm only 37, going to be 38 this summer, but you might as well call me 70 because right now my biggest <laughs> hobby is jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> I love doing jigsaw puzzles. And I'm now challenging myself to the point where I'm doing 1,500 piece puzzles and it takes over my coffee table and it will sit there for months until I finish it. And I've moved into my place in April and I think I'm getting close to doing now 20 puzzles that I've already completed at least a minimum of a thousand pieces and above. And it's just ridiculous, but I enjoy it so much where I can spend a couple hours after work and completely step away from whatever's bothering me. And I'm not thinking about it at all. And I get in that flow and there's also frustrating times where it's just like, I've gotten 40 minutes and I haven't gotten a single piece. I'm ready to go crazy. But at that same time, like I'm out of myself and I'm enjoying myself what I'm doing. And like I said, I'm 70 years old and I like jigsaw puzzles. Yes. Well, that, that's okay. There's probably a group for that too. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. It's called the nursing girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you called me old. <laughs> no, I find jigsaw puzzles frustrating as hell to be honest they, they are not that's not my scene but um but yeah i mean that's a, that's the thing you, you get into that zone and that's that place of you find that i don't want to say euphoria i mean Same. but you find that place of of happiness that your body's creating this makes me feel content um and all of that's all of that is good and some of this the create something as well as the um uh the thing that we talked about a little bit earlier I, I was I worked for a title management company where the entire thing was just middleman between, you know, it's making phone calls all day between two different places, one place that wanted something and the, the next place that, that was supposed to be providing it. And so I just lived in that world. You know, that was every single day I just lived in that zone. And one of the guys that, that I was really good friends with, he was he said, you know what I would love to be able to do at some point is just be a farmer. Because at the end of the day, the farmer gets to look back on that tractor, backwards behind him, and go, you know what? I plowed that field today. You know, I, I, that's something I did. And it's something you can see that you did. Where there was not that reward with, the job, with that job that I had. Because I had nothing to, to show at the end of the day. Other than, yeah, I got some work from one person to the next person. But there was nothing other than being able to check it off on my screen that, yeah, that showed up. And so there wasn't a, a physical activity that connected me to a piece of, of labor. And there is something about that, that that rings true, saying when we put our effort into something that's, that's physical, then we find greater accomplishment. And that's where I think some of the cubicle wars, like office space, you know, <laughs> I mean, that stuff is real. People go... People can get so zoned out and deadhead because they don't feel like they're actually accomplishing much. They don't feel like they're being productive because all they're doing is pushing numbers or entering numbers or doing different things that at the end of the day, there's nothing physical to be able to take away with them. And they've got to find that place somewhere else. Just, uh, that <laughs> office space world that you speak of, it's, it hits close to home. and It's a tough situation because obviously you have to do those things to enjoy all the other things outside that it's one of those things like I don't particularly enjoy my job but I need to do it right now that's like you know what I mean it's where your coworker says I wish I could be a farmer I'm sure there's plenty of farmers that say I wish I could be oh sure right on yeah. the other side I mean, of that I but like the office space type of job that I have right now there's many a times where the best part of the job is when I leave at 5:30 eastern time I'm done and I don't have to think about it. that's like the reward of it all that's not very rewarding if that's what you're looking forward to is at the end of the day, it's just like, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, But if you are in that spot, you can either start to make a plan to pursue something different that you think you'll find more pleasure in, or you find that contentment somewhere else. 
and that's why I do a podcast. <laughs> and we love doing it with you, Jim. Oh, thanks, guys. We do. We have a lot of fun with this. Uh, but that's also why you do your jigsaw puzzles. Fact. Okay, so exercise is the next one. Exercise increased your dopamine levels. People who are sitting around and you're just not getting get not getting active, you got to do something. I'm a picture of health. Yeah, you are. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he is. He's definitely on the wall at the doctor's office as as an example. But uh, I'm not sure. We, <laughs> I'm not sure. His heart's really strong. He's very quick to tell you how his heart's good. It's been tested a bunch. Yeah, whenever I was working out, it was awesome. The feelings that. The feeling that you got from the workout, uh, the energy boost that you get from it, uh, when you're working out, it, it also makes you conscious of your diet because you don't want to spend half hour, 45 minutes working out and then go and eat like shit because mm. what did you just accomplish? You know what I mean? So right. the, the, the concept of even going for a half hour walk or 45 minute walk, which my wife asked me to do all the time that I did not, that I don't end up doing, but um, <laughs> um, it does, it boosts. It, I mean, it doesn't just help. It helps. It gives you more energy rather than taking it away from you. you right. Know? And it, it, it does. I, I, I did it once. And it doesn't have to be strenuous exercise. You don't have to get down to 2% body fat. Just anything that you can do. Well, me being the addict that I am, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> right. and, and now right. I'm the But this other person idiot. sitting at the table that's, that's, you know, that's engaging with our conversation here doesn't have to go to that levels. No, you it's can, a half hour You walk. do anything. Or even don't even time it. Go climb the stairs. Do, get off your ass and do something. Right. If you start there then you'll find that you're maybe not as depressed as you once were. You know, I mean, it's it's about the small steps, not not having to commit the rest of your life to a particular, uh, you know, particular activity. You're not saying, okay, well, I, I didn't break a sweat, so therefore I, I didn't do it. Just get moving around. If you get moving around, you'll find out that, you're, that your happiness is, is kicking in. I mean, I was always told growing up, an idle mind's a dangerous mind. Get busy. Do something. <laughs> right. And and by all means that should be that should be followed and maybe that's part of it is that if right. you get doing then then these other things can kick in for you. And maybe that was their way before they even knew what dopamine was, maybe that was their way of trying to recognize that something in your body occurs. And that's one of those things like with a nice weather day here in Pittsburgh. They're few and far between, sadly, but when the weather is nice. <laughs> it's nice yesterday. Yeah, that's true. Uh I Basically, I work in the downtown area, so when I park, I actually park about a 20, 25-minute walk from where my actual office building is. They do provide a free shuttle, but if the weather's nice, like there was one week stretch early in the winter where it was beautiful, so I walked every day, and the results were, I got to work a lot earlier, which was nice. It gave me time to get prepared for the day, and the second part, it was just like, it was nice to be outside, and the craziest part, again, living in Pittsburgh, there's bridges everywhere. And every time I drove over those bridges, I had no idea that there's an actual incline to these bridges. Like, Oh, right. I walked over the Clemente Bridge. It felt like I was going up half a mountain. I said, what is <laughs> I'm an out-of-shape guy. I'm a smoker. I quit smoking a couple years back. I should be in better shape than I am. I got a little bit of a belly, and I'm sitting there huffing over this bridge. Like, I don't ever remember there ever being a hill on these bridges. And every single one of them has a slight little raise, and you're just like... This is never going to end, and it's there every day. <laughs> it's crazy, and the 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 incline it's is both ways. Yeah, and when you're coming back, it's there again. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just distract myself because I guess this is a tradition all over the world and started in Paris, wherever. But you see, the people that are in relationships will put little locks on the bridges. Oh, I was wondering what that was all about. Yeah, What's like, the deal with? You'll those see things? couples' names on them, or wedding parties, the whole nine yard. And on this one bridge that I walk over, the Clemente Bridge, on the one side, there must be hundreds of these locks. Right. And it's just weird because then there's some that's their whole families, and you start seeing like all these different styles. And it's huh. just like, before you know it, you're over that little crest of the hill, which you were cursing the day before. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the more that you do it, the easier it gets. Oh, for sure. Uh, okay, Joe, Big Joe, you're going to love this next one. I want to I hear your uh, perspective on this because I think that you were such a huge thing about this. And also, Mr. 3000, this one hits your deal, too. <laughs> Uh, get a streak going. How many ti how many days in a row you've achieved something? 
Huge. If you put that on your calendar, I don't then know why you're singling me out on this. As you finish, as you, if you <laughs> as keep it going, app, if phone. you keep it going, put it on your calendar, then the the dopamine keeps coming because you find that sense of again it's that sense of accomplishment that sense of productivity and and our bodies naturally kick in that natural deal so um yeah both of you guys i want to hear i want to hear your perspectives on this august 4th 2011 is when i quit drinking and using uh it's nice to have that date in the back of my head i can also tell you a month before my uh daughter was born i quit smoking those dates mean a lot to you whenever anything right uh when i was working out uh i can't tell you the dates now because i quit and gained all the weight back plus um (laughs) (laughs) which is um, a streak in itself yes (laughs) a streak that i don't want to know the date of (laughs) but it definitely most definitely drives you and uh even it doesn't have to be counting days i mean i i did it uh, as far as weight loss goals, when I was working out a lot, you know, I mean, be 10 pounds and I'd work down that 10 pounds and then, okay, new goal. But definitely like whenever I was used to play words with friends and I found out that you were getting close to winning a hundred games straight. Oh, you crushed me. <laughs> and I actually learned the I definition. I should have never told you <laughs> that I was close to and- that. I, I, I mean, I got so lackadaisical playing that game because it was easy for me. I knew I, I'm an awful speller, and my English is not very good, very strong. Um, but you took pride in being able to beat people. But I, I was good at the strategy of the game, um, blocking the big letter words. But Scott, Uncle Scott told me the one time that he was close to getting a streak of 100, and I wanted to break that streak. <laughs> <laughs> And he did. He did. He he did not let me. I think I I ended that streak with 97. (laughs) So close. Oh. And I learned the definition of malice. Yes, I made sure you understood the definition of malice. But yeah, streaks are big for me. (laughs) Definitely, I definitely uh, suggest keeping track of whatever you're doing because it's definitely a motivator and a driver for sure. In a sense, all going back to the happiness that we kind of started this all with, like that streak continues to keep me happy. If I can put another day together towards my continuous sobriety, I'm going to be in a much better shape than where I was before. So like that one day at a time concept and trying to accumulate all these days. And when I go to a meeting and I tell everybody before I start to share how many days I have, because it's very important for my sobriety and it's very important for my happiness to realize that all those days mean something. You know what I mean? I can't yep. take advantage of just one day. And there's plenty of times out there where I'll coast through a day and it's half gone before I even realize what happened. But at the same time, I didn't drink that day. So that's a pretty crazy accomplishment compared to how things were. So I'm pretty happy that I get to add one day every single day as long as I don't pick up that first drink. Yep. Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000. How, what day is it today? See, that's going to date me a little bit here, where you are at. You already told people that you're 37 going on 38. (laughs) 3,347 days. That's 80,234 hours. Very cool. So you can break it down into days, hours, minutes, whatever you need to do. Is that an app or do you have like a spreadsheet? That's an app. I'm not that. I don't know how to do spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> not, that, not that your boss wants to be hearing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to read them. I don't know how to make them. Uh, uh, The next thing here is increased tyrosin, or some sort of word that I am looking at, and I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's just a chemical that's in some some of the foods that you can that you can get, but it's it's the thing that helps to create. It's a protein that helps to create dopamine. It's in almonds, chicken. It's in chocolate. It's in coffee. Well, I should have a shitload of it then. It's in <laughs> chocolate. It's in coffee. watermelon. <laughs> it's in some yogurt. So you've got some different things in here that that you you may notice. Like you have some you have some chocolate. It's not only the sugar high. There's also a little kick of okay. Here's some of the protein that that your body needs to to kick out your dopamine. 
um, coffee. It's not probably all the caffeine. It's also that you're providing your body the chemicals that it needs to, to create this other thing. Just don't become addicted to it. Right. Then it becomes useless. Yeah, because everybody who listens to this wants to get rid of their caffeine addiction, I'm hmm. sure. <laughs> uh, the next thing, listen to music. And Big Joe, you're a big one for this. That that truck that you have going down the road always has music going. Always. I like soothing music. I th- I think I say this about every podcast. Dave Matthews. Right. <laughs> of the show. I, sounds <laughs> I love listening to Dave Matthews. I've been on a Grateful Dead kick lately. The music never stops. <laughs> Going back to my hippie days. Yeah, oh yeah. When uh, It says here that the sci- scientists are actually saying that listening to music has the same effect as eating your favorite food or watching your favorite TV show. I can relate to that. Absolutely, because just this past week, my car was in the shop. I just got it back this evening, but I had to borrow my mom's car, and she's got satellite radio. I don't know who created but Pearl Jam Radio is perhaps the greatest <laughs> station ever made. I listen to it on a loop. Lithium rock. No, no, no. I can listen to Pearl Jam Radio, and I did. For the hour commute I had to and from work, it didn't leave that channel, and it was just like commercial-free Pearl Jam. And every time a new song came on, it would refresh another memory, and my brain would start remembering back, like, oh, that concert, or when this happened. And it was just like... I love Pearl Jam Radio. <laughs> I want to get serious radio so bad now, but I'm not going to become addicted. I'm not going to go out and get serious satellite radio, but man, it's nice to dial in that satellite radio to you're whatever. Your customer you're... service. Their customer service is awful. I just dealt with them for an hour on the phone the other day. Well, there goes that sponsorship. <laughs> Anything else on that list? There are some other things on this list. Thank you. Thank you for asking me. Uh, the next thing is to meditate. And I don't know if you guys have done any type of meditation. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that in, as in the American culture, just about everybody has made fun of some sort of meditation uh, by holding out their hands, you know, twisting their fingers um, and saying, um, there is legitimate benefits to meditating. And, and this even goes back in, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of uh, Christians who think that, that the church and Christianity just started a hundred years ago, you know, or 200 whenever America formed, but it, they didn't, it started a long time ago. And meditation was a huge part of, of the early Christian churches and, and the culture that, that was there because there was, there's benefits to meditating. And what this is saying is, is that it prayer and self-reflection are also shown to increase your dopamine levels. And so being able to just calm yourself, finding that center, you know, and, um, Buddhists would call it Zen, finding your Zen, you know, uh, however you define that, finding that place where you can calm yourself and bring yourself together that actually creates a chemical in your brain that puts you there. And Jimbo's sitting over there, his eyes are glazing over. No, I think no, he's no. trying to get there now. I'm trying to let you know that I know this is not a meeting, but there's a step in the program that Joey and I work that solely concentrates on prayer and meditation. So it's crucial to remain sober and to spread the message to other alcoholics as if you can do exactly what you were just saying there. That's where I use the music uh, to meditate. The music clears my mind. I I could combine those two together because um, my mind just goes. You know what I mean? I I can escape. As he's driving a 40,000-pound truck. (laughs) He escapes. <laughs> That's one place you don't want to escape your body there, Joey. But hey, whatever it takes for you to get Xan. It's 20,000. <laughs> 14,000 when I'm not loaded. Yeah, but- that, that's the key detail to, to Exxon right there. <laughs> yeah. I just zone out when I'm driving my just, truck. What? Let's no. not talk about the zoning out. Let's talk about the weight of the vehicle. <laughs> Totally under control, folks. (laughs) (laughs) But it says here that overthinking is not merely a distracting habit. It's also a genuine compulsion that leaves you in a perplexing state. And it has a negative negative effect on you. And I think that. And so that's where this meditation comes into play because when when you're meditating, you're actually, you're intentionally going to a place where you're not overthinking and you're not trying to bring in all this crazy junk that you've had going on all day long, you're just, you're trying to find that place of... It's very, very difficult. It is difficult. Just saying it out loud. It's, have you ever tried to sit in silence? It's sometimes painfully like, what? I 
like I. Ugh, <laughs> well, it almost makes me want to fall out of my You know how bad it is when you can't even finish, finish yeah, a sentence. Like we, it's, thankfully, again, with this program bad. that we have, we can do that daily inventory at the end of the day to see who we've wronged and who we've hurt. Mm. And then that next natural progression is to say those prayers for the next day and continuously hoping to keep this sobriety, which is so important to me. But to sit in silence with myself, that is damn hard to do. Um, and I still work on it every day because whew, I'm not much of a meditator. As you can tell, it's difficult for me to sit in silence. I went to uh, on a, my one-year wedding anniversary. We, I did massages. Massages was I've never done before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is solely for my wife. And not that there's anything bad with massages. No, no, no. I just don't enjoy it. Um, and we did a meditation session. And it was a half hour, and it was tough. I mean, and the guy, it was more, it was a teaching, and you got to meditate too. He said, just like with anything else, practice, practice, right. practice, practice. Yeah. And it's, it is something that I think is, is hard when you first try it. Oh, you know, it was about half impossible when I was sitting there. I'm like, my butt started hurting. I'm like, Get me out of here. Right, right. <laughs> I'm hungry. Feed me. Get me out of here. They're like, no, clear your mind. <laughs> feed me. Clear your mind. <laughs> and don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> but, uh, and I think when you talk about meditation, you, you do find, uh, I don't think we truly understand that as, as an American culture, you know, because we just, we're not familiar with those terms. And so we have different ideas of what that is, but but when if you were to think think of it through through like a Christian lens, that I think a lot of our our American audience will certainly understand. If you talk about it in the sense of prayer, you're trying to connect with God. You're 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 spending time talking with God. But if if you're the only one talking, it's not really considered all that much of a prayer, right? Because prayer is supposed to be a time where you not only talk, but you also listen for him. And you listen for that voice, for God to speak to you. And that's the side of the meditation that, that comes into play. That's the centering yourself. Whenever, whenever you can be in that moment of prayer and be listening to align yourself with God, that's the place that we're talking about. Because everything else has to be out of your mind. Everything else has to be out of your head if you're really trying to, to help that happen. Some people can pray for a very long time because that it's, it's what helps them and they, and they can trick into that, into that zone really fast. It's not an easy zone for me to go to. I'll, I'll be straight. That's not, that's not my niche. Um, I actually tend to get over the, that distracting over a thought thing going a whole lot even when i'm going down the road and i'm listening to podcasts okay i'm not i'm not spending time with music that's that's Did increasing you the you're zoned level. Out when you're driving a four thousand pound vehicle i may have <laughs> and i think i do sometimes there's times i do get to where i'm going and i'm like holy crap how'd i get here because that could have been really bad um, but I'm willing to own my shit, you know? I'm willing to say, yeah, you know what? That does happen to but me sometimes. It's, only a, it's a 4,500-pound vehicle. Yeah. Hey, like that matters. Got to okay. own shit. I do. You got to. So anyways, um, we are getting late on time here. So the, the next two, the next thing's kind of a holistic deal. Take supplements, uh, and it lists a few su supplements to take. Ginkgo, Balboa, Biloba, and all that kind of stuff. Then there's a toxic cleansing, which is, again, much more of a you know, what you eat is going to affect how productive you feel. Well, what you f eat is going to affect how you feel. You don't have to be a scientist to put that together. Eat today for how you want to feel tomorrow. You know, I mean, that's that's just the way that it works. I never drank that way, though. I never drank, so I would feel... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I knew I'd be hungover as hell, but I still found you, you don't. But now you don't drink because you want to feel good tomorrow. That's for damn sure. Exactly. And so it's what are you putting in? Not only what are you putting in, but what are you not putting in that, that is taking you to those places to say, I can find my contentment. I can find that place of happiness in my life when I do these things, when I don't do these things, when I when I've got more intentionality and be and more awareness about all these different things that are in my life. Yeah. When I see somebody that's hung over, I was like, it, it, it's like an accomplishment for me because I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I don't got to feel like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can just tell that you look like death and you have to feel like death as well. <laughs> like, I remember those days and I do not miss them. <laughs> Why don't you one of you two take it to just to talk about the, the Facebook group that we started up. Uh, Big Joe, I know you formed it. Can you give us a little bit of a, of a heads up on what's going on with that? Yeah, we started a Facebook group. Uh, it's called This Is Not A Meeting, Recovery, Daily Life, and there was something else in parentheses. Uh, I kind of threw it out there to everybody to put it out there so there's a place that we can all talk, make comments, maybe a favorite quote that you like, anything. Join us on the page. It's all get together and talk together and learn from each other. That's the biggest thing I, I think I put it out there for is so we can learn from each other and we're not the only ones going through the daily struggles of life. It's not just for others. You're also on it. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back. You throw a comment out there. I'm, I'm going to come back and talk to you. Bring it on. <laughs> I think I was doing it. I was on it today talking with uh, one of our listeners. And our hope is that, that we'll be able to develop that, that space for others to engage and, and to talk and to support each other and get to know each other on, on a deeper level of, of sharing the same types of struggles. Absolutely. I mean, I had a listener comment today that said there was a part, didn't say, they didn't say what part of the podcast it was, but they said uh, they really related to it. It hit home and they enjoyed it and it, it felt good for them. And something that I was thinking we could do is is start a little survey just for fun of what your favorite uh, Sirius XM channel is. So we've already got... That's a no-brainer. We, we already discussed <laughs> We've got Jimbo's uh, Grateful vote. Dead channel. Pearl Jam. Lithium Rock. Coffee House all day. <laughs> I can agree with you on the coffee house. I'll, I'll go with the coffee yeah, house. <laughs> I heard Eddie Vedder on the coffee house. My head almost exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just saying it was a hell of a ride home I, it sounds like <laughs> it um and and so we'll we'll get that up because i think that just can be kind of a fun a fun little experiment there uh we are sponsored and we and we say thank you to those uh to ftba and also to big joe's towing for uh sponsoring uh this is not a meeting um we're we're this this podcast happens because of their generosity and their and their kindness so we we do appreciate that anything else that is going on that we want to try and put out there happy birthday tim tim yes one more year <laughs> we are thrilled to be here with you hey everybody have a great week have fun we love you <laughs>